There now follows a party political broadcast on behalf of the Speed Party. Hello. We at Gareth Jones on Speed guarantee that for the next 30 minutes we will not talk about the flaming general election. Thank you. Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed, the world's fastest podcast. <gasps> that fast I should have just speeded up I'm Gareth he's Zog hello he's Richard hello and this week in the world of cars we have mostly noticed that all car companies are evolving into one car company I'm talking specifically about the alliance do we call it that tie up merger sharing development project that's going on between Daimler-Benz AG is that their full title uh, yes or da- just Daimler just Daimler just Daimler AG is that what they are now yes and Renault-Nissan which is genuinely the, called the Renault-Nissan Alliance is that actually what they're it's called it's honestly called that and, RNA uh, well I, I don't know whether they abbreviate it but it always reminds me a little bit of Star Wars for some reason. <laughs> the it alliance. sounds a bit like the Rebel Alliance. <laughs> it makes me think of airlines somehow. You know, it's always they're all yes, sort of you know Star Wars. Exactly, Star yes. Alliance. Actually, there may be something here. They could be code sharing on cars. Where you could have like a hmm, uh, wow! Well, I was going to say Porsche. I've got the nine eleven. You couldn't have another car called the nine eleven, could you? But if it was ah, okay, if Volkswagen and Porsche. Do you remember the old four eleven LE variant? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And you got the nine eleven. That's almost code sharing, isn't it? From the VAG Empire. Do you ever lose yourself on the internet a bit? You know, when you go to look for something and you actually just yeah. end up. It's the yes. same as looking uh, in a cupboard yes. and just look. You find things you've forgotten you've got. Yeah. yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I did that the other day, and I, I do this a lot with cars, and I just get slightly distracted, and then spend like half an hour following the chains of up, links, yeah, and it reminds on me something of, I didn't yeah, know that much yeah. about, and and then sort of trying to find out more about it. And I did that the other day with the Volkswagen K70. Ah, yes, yes, Are which was born. A, yes, it was born as an NSU. Yes, it, it was, was supposed to originally have a, a Vankel or rotary engine. It was actually marketed with the engine from the what would it be? The 412 LE variant, I think. At what was it air cooled? No, it wasn't. It was water cooled. But it had it, it had a four cylinder engine. Do you know what? I, I mean, I, I had to think. I had to curtail my research. <laughs> I don't know whether it was ever designed to have a Vankel rotary engine because the famous uh, RO80, oh, the yeah. NSU, that of course Lovely. we all know and love, the RO bit stands for Rotary, rotary yeah. Operation or something like mm. that. I think it's actually like it's got a small O. It's just rotor, isn't uh-huh, it? Yeah. K seventy. The 70 meant it sat sort of one below the 80 in the range. Uh-huh. And the K stood for whatever the German is for conventional uh-huh. sort of piston Something engine. Something to do with... Piston yeah, engine, I think yeah. it is, actually. And um, What's it's the German really... word for reciprocating, I wonder? Oh, it's I massive. Just, I just wanted to do some links. Absolutely massive. You can K- go... It's K-Jetronic, <laughs> isn't it? For a a whole V12 that. could go through a full cycle in the time, and more, <laughs> in the time it would take you to say the German... What is your Porsche call, that gearbox? Oh, is it... Oh, the Porsche, the P... PDK, but it's just like... 
Prestinka Dank Doppelkulunken Vunken Debunken. You can nip off and have a brew while they're saying that and come back. But the whole story of its development is there in the name, I'm sure. Well, it is. That's the thing. It has highs, it has lows, it's got a little subplot about a badger that no one saw coming. It's incredible. It's not just a gearbox. I mean, it's it's a really, really sort of life-changing experience if you get into it. Thankfully, none of us speak German, so we've never had to go through that. The emotional roller coaster of that. Of I think that I can name. only remember two phrases from, from learning German at school. Go on. So eine Harpune ich habe auch, which I think means I've got a harpoon like that too. Yes, um, I think it might yeah, be. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that, that phrase was in. Actual Tenton Stelling? Was that one? Or is it is just it me that knows that? Tenton Stelling? Yeah. I've left the beer in the tent. Uh, no, it's, uh, I don't know. I was off my, the um, my, my colleague, uh, my top gear colleague, James May, only knows one phrase in German, and it is, I don't know what it is in German, but I know it literally translates as, well, of course, Hans is wet. He's been standing under a waterfall. That's <laughs> useful. And I can say, minus Swimwagen is which means my, my amphibious car is around the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, I can say, Van Fahrt, next to Kernbitter. Which means. When does the next train to Cologne leave, please? Now, that's a useful one. It is, yeah. unless I'm in Cologne. Well. Then I'm in trouble. You, yes. These phrases, however, but could be useful for you if you were, say, for instance, someone who worked for Renault Nissan. And what, suddenly the Rebel Alliance. Con- <laughs> I'm suddenly confronted with having I to see, work with Mercedes. You like the I see how you did home. that, brought it that back to the subject. Really, that was very slick. Really so really like, I, see, I see what you're doing there. So I, I'm a presenter, I leave. <laughs> it's, my ju- it's my duty it's in life. Okay. So, so is this going to work out? Because the last alliance, the old Daimler Chrysler alliance, was a torrid old. Disaster for both parties. Well, really, this, if we're be, being sensible for a moment, this is, I think, the way the industry is now going, the car industry, rather than doing proper link ups where you buy companies or you merge companies. Particularly the German manufacturers have been burned by that quite badly. Mercedes or Daimler, the whole Chrysler thing didn't work out. Mm. BMW and Rover didn't work out. And they've realised that trying to mesh two different companies from different countries is not necessarily the way to go. So these are much more sort of soft alliances where essentially it's a sort of agreement to have common ground, develop mutually beneficial... Share technology, share share intellectual property. chassis, but Um, but then retain the ability to be your own company, to put your own stamp on these things, but just share the expensive parts of making a modern car, which a lot of it is having to engineer yeah, stuff Which from seems scratch. to be quite a smart way of... It's yeah, a great, it's a BMW's big. already doing it with Peugeot, with the engines in the Mini. Hmm. And Ford. Ford yes. are also doing it with Peugeot, with yeah, yeah. the same set of engines. They're all connected. It's a bit like two halves of a racing team in F1, where, yeah, yeah, we're sharing all our data, yeah, yeah, but they're keeping a little yeah, yeah. bit back as well, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were about to describe Scrap Heap Challenge, then. <laughs> <laughs> Casting aspersions on what Mercedes and the Rebel Alliance are actually going to come yeah. up with. For them's what don't know is that they're going to do what for Mercedes will be small cars yeah. uh, is, is, the, is the thrust of it. It's front-wheel drive. Is, is, although it's they're the talking about size. Yeah, that's the thing. The A-Class, essentially, although you see them around a lot, has been a complete disaster for Mercedes because it's a unique platform in as much as it's front-wheel drive mm. and no other Mercedes is. 
and it requires unique engines, mm-hmm. pretty much. Canted at a slightly Canted funny at angle a certain well. angle. And yeah. the, the whole the sandwich floor, very, very clever. But a lot of that was driven originally because it was always intended to be an electric vehicle, or at least a hybrid. Mm-hmm. So the gap mm-hmm. in the floor with the sandwich was intended for batteries, batteries. Yeah. or massive quantities of jam. Neither of those <laughs> things worked out. So <laughs> the next A-class and B-class will be just conventional front-wheel drive cars, and that's where Nissan and Renault and the Rebel Alliance come in. Well, this is the thing. I would have thought that if you're getting into an arrangement with Nissan Renault one of the things that you're after is what they're doing in the electric and hybrid car area the, you yeah. know, the, the, and, and in turn their sort of Project Better Place tie up that whole side of things is I would have thought is quite a well, significant part that's a great of the name. Nissan have sort of said this week that from their side a lot of their electric car stuff you know got this Leaf electric yeah. car going yeah. that's not necessarily on the table but then Merck have got their own stuff going on there, so that surprises me if that's that's the case. Well, I, well, I, Mercedes I don't know. have been working on gas turbine and hydrogen technology with mm. AT Delco for a number. I of think years. the thing is, it's not so much about the the distant future, about the sort of future of propulsion. I think this is actually much more of an expedient relationship. This is more for a short term for the short term and medium term, where they just need to have a small front wheel drive car, not least for their CO two emission what? averages, like the, the old point. Nissan uh, Alfa Romeo Arna. How awful that was. Yeah, that was a sort of prototype for this arrangement, but the only difference is that it was goppingly terrible. (laughs) And I presume they're going to try and avoid making something that bad this time around. Oh, not so. Yeah. Neither of them have managed to make a terrible car for some time, really, have they? Um, Mind you, the Laguna's dull, isn't it? But I wouldn't say it was a terrible um, car. um, What? um, You leave the R-Class alone. I love the R-Class. No, I'm not going to go near the You've seen the facelifted it? Yeah. The facelift is your favourite car in the whole world. It just looks a bit more bland. Did I they think. ring you and ask if you liked they it? They should have done. <laughs> I'm the only person who does like it. They that should have car. invited you over to the design studio and just gone, here? Do you want it here? Do you want a headlight here? Do you want it? Where do you want it? Because you're the only person who's going to like it anyway. So. I want the front end to look a bit like one of Noddy Holder's hats. And a Gilbert Invader. Oh, he now! Stop it! <laughs> so, Gareth, we thought we would invite you here to the Mercedes R and D Center to see our new... R-Class. Wow, looks great. Yeah, and since you are literally the only person in the world who likes this car, we've customized some of the features. Here, this is now the sound the parking sensors will make when you get close to an object. Well, (laughs) I like that. Yeah, and this is the sound the navigation system makes when you reach your destination. Brilliant! And also the owner's manual is now entirely written in Welsh. Fantastic. Hang on a moment. This is just English with some extra L's in every word. Hmm. We have been misinformed. Get Central! We Gareth Jones on speed! Talking about this idea of car companies coming together, you know, obvious ones are Peugeot, Ford and BMW who are already inextricably linked but could we see less likely mergers coming about not so much mergers but uh, partnerships you know who would you put together well I'd like to revive the Citroen Maserati type ah. I think that would be a good one to go oh hey let's Citroen they do wonderful things you know from time to time but so often recently they they just disappoint yeah, how let's, good would it be if you, if you could get a, a Maserati powered le- Citroen again l- well listen yes. let's, let's break this down we're almost there if you think about it Okay, Maserati are owned by Fiat Group. Yes. Citroen, BSA. 
right? Yeah. Fiat and Citroen are already in bed together with the, what is the Peugeot 806, the Evasion, the Citroen Evasion, the... Uh, the Synergy. The Synergy, mm-hmm. as it is in certain yeah. packets, yeah, the, uh, the TP or whatever it was called. And so yeah. you've kind of got Citroen and the Fiat group encroaching on each other there. Mm. All you have to do, Zog, is go to Northern Italy and shove that Fiat factory a little bit further to northwest yeah. and get into France yeah. somehow and, and they might accidentally start making Citroens with Maserati engines again actually I saw a Citroen SM shooting brake someone sent me a link on Twitter of that the other day and frankly a sexier thing I haven't seen since that last sexy car I saw that was also a shooting brake also a shooting yeah because you know which I like maybe seamlessly brings brings us in a presenter like way to I'll uh, set him up, you knock that, him in, Richard. It's <laughs> an open goal <laughs> of, of Linkery. Um, <laughs> that Mercedes CLS shooting brake concept that was at the Shanghai show recently, uh, which it, I know gave you a small amount of trouser tentory. Any sexy estate gets my attention. If it's sold as a shooting brake, it will definitely get my attention. I've, I've said this before, shooting brake should have three doors, not five. I will accept five under certain circumstances. But... There is an issue over the name of this car, isn't there? Have you got it there, Richard? Well, there is, yeah. This, this was fascinating, I thought. This is, uh, because, you know, well, so, you know. well, yeah, in case you didn't see this, or you might have seen the car but not, have not noticed that it's called the shooting brake concept car. Now, I always think that we spell shooting brake and the brake is like the brakes that stop you. Shooting brake, normally, would be B-R-A-K-K-E. And Say that again, B-R-Y. B-R-Y. It's rubbish, wasn't it? I'm sorry, <laughs> um, It's because I'm trying to balance a laptop on my hand and I can't multitask. They are spelling this uh, shooting brake as in commercial brake, as in, ah, I've just broken my leg type spelling yeah. b-r-e-a-k essentially and being pedants we spotted this we spotted yeah, we this and just thought wrong. this is i'm sorry because i think the, the shooting brake is something that in the uk has always been something we hold dear and we mm. are the home of the scimitar gte and the lynx event i saw one of those in the yeah, day. It's, a, it's a very british and kind of other car, things very... that make gareth excited i was uh, driving past paul matty sports cars in birmingham the other day they've got the lotus land shooting brake in there no oh yeah oh yeah I same day this. i saw that uh, that gilbert invader that i had so Thank you for that. Of, Richard yeah. sent me a picture. You overtook a Gilbert invading. It was better than that. I tell you what, it was a little. You know, I was showing you that little app I've got on my phone earlier on that makes yeah, all pictures it, look all code of color in seventies. Well, I wish I'd had that on my phone at the time. I was riding in the passenger seat of a Rover SD1 oof. around Birmingham when we overtook a Gilbert Invader. Nice. It was I literally wanted to go for a fondue right there and then, <laughs> and then watch Morecambe and Wise and do some wife swapping. I, I do it like was a, so seventies. Like it was fantastic, uh, but unfortunately, everyone went on strike, so we couldn't do any of those things. <laughs> so uh, we were talking about the shooting brake thing, and on the Mercedes press release, they've actually confronted our scepticism about their spelling it's not a typo they say that break b-r-e-a-k or the homonym break b-r-a-k-e was the name once given to carriages used to break in wild horses and also to restrict their urge to move so they could be put to work as workhorses since the carts could easily be broken as part of this process people tended not to use the ones that may have been urgently needed for other purposes where necessary brakes were often fitted out with variable bodies really only used to carry anything that might have been necessary for example for a hunt any such vehicle which was used when going out shooting was called a shooting brake or shooting brake they've gone for both spellings there in the 1670s motorized shooting brakes were popular in britain 
and they were exclusive crossover vehicles which combined the luxuriousness of a coupe with the luggage space in the estate. Ends. For more yeah. information, you can contact Rob <laughs> Halloway, the PR manager of Mercedes Benz Cars. His number is 01908. <laughs> 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 I think he listens to this and he will have just got slightly worried. Now, the Mercedes Benz PR department have either correctly anticipated that had they not put that Evidence, in they would yeah. get a lot of phone calls from editors uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. querying them about that or they've come up with the best cover story ever yes. to, uh, to, to, to cover up the fact that uh, somebody made a little slip when naming it but it does make sense actually doesn't it when you go you know, yeah, yeah, break, you know breaking a horse in yep yeah, that's breaking E-A-K and you know, breaking it, holding it back, that's A-K-E. So yeah, that's, uh, that does make sense. Yeah, I'm just more worried that I sounded like one of those people on the Steve Wright in the Afternoon show who just reads out facts from a card <laughs> and in that sort of funny voice that I was just doing then. I was awful. <laughs> I'm going to have to go and kill myself Vosh, yeah. The exception to the understanding of, or the meaning of the term shooting break is the Reliant Scimitar that we mentioned a moment ago. Yes. There. It's called a shooting break because... They just break down all the time. Isn't that right? <laughs> Shooting broken. Yeah, this is Delta 592. We've apprehended a motorist travelling in excess of 90 miles per hour. The vehicle is a green Reliant Scimitar shooting brake. Well, it's a sort of small estate car. No, no, that would just be an estate car. Uh, this has got three doors. No, nothing like a coupe. No, the name derives from... Look, look, look it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm going to issue the ticket now. Do you know how fast you were going, madam? Oh, my God. It's a horse driving a car. I'm Princess Anne, you cheeky elf. If you think the conversations we have on this programme are geeky, you should hear us when we're not actually recording. It's about... Well, it's probably just a little bit geekier than what you hear, but... Zog and I had a conversation the other day, and it's our challenge to try and explain this to Richard, and thereby make it understandable to the great podcasting listenership of Gareth Jones on Speed. We were talking about the lack of curs in... F1 at the moment. We noticed that Williams on the side of their car, because they haven't got any real sponsors, <laughs> apart from you and me, you know, you realise we sponsor the Williams car, us three? Hey, yeah, what, because yeah. we RBS. all own RBS. We all own RBS. Yeah, so yeah, so we're point, paying for the Williams team, they better do well. right? But one of the things that they have on the side is Williams Hybrid Technology, I think it's called, isn't it, if I yeah, remember exactly yeah. right. And they're selling the technology that they developed for Kerr's last season for applications in industry and vehicles. Mm. It made us think about, well, Kerr's, you know, what, what's the downside and, and the, the upside of Kerr's and one of the biggest problems we reckon with Williams well, Kerr's systems it has been said that yeah. there, it has been reported that there is a slight issue with the Williams Kerr's system which very briefly uses a flywheel to store the energy rather yeah. than a battery of some kind which it is claimed by Williams offers some significant advantages but there is apparently a bit of an issue with the system affecting the handling of the car because, if you think about it, as soon as you have a spinning flywheel, yeah. particularly one that's got quite a lot of energy bound up in that spinning mass, yes. what you have there is a gyroscope. Mm -hmm. And as we know, a gyroscope resists your 
attempts to move it. You know, I'm sure we all remember as a kid taking a gyroscope and it behaves very oddly. When you try to push it one way, it reacts and sort of it goes another way. You've, is this ringing a bell? Yeah, it does. It yeah. does. Okay, so that is just purely the momentum locked up in it. Even if it's perfectly balanced, it still has that property that the gyroscope you'd hold in your hand would have. Circular momentum. Its momentum is rotating about one point. Angular momentum. Well, it, angular it, momentum, it, it, yeah. it has angular momentum, yeah. yeah. I don't pretend to understand the dynamics of how it works. So, but, but just because I am quite, I'm quite thick, and I, uh, as I understand it, are you saying that because it has sort of, if you like, energy trapped in it, that it gains effectively like a weight that is much greater than its sort of physical weight. Not, not, not weight, but wait, no, what I'm saying two things. I'm, I'm saying two things. Um, first of all, at, at the simplest level, this spinning mass, by virtue of the fact that it is spinning, mm. presents more resistance to any attempt to change its orientation in space than would the same mass if it was not spinning. And also, the reaction against a force that you put into that spinning system into that gyroscope mm. the reactive force isn't simply in the direction of the uh, let me explain. the thing acting on it it is at 90 degrees to the sort of the force that you're applying so, to in, it in other words richard if you had a record player you know do you remember those record players see these players i heard of them. yeah roundabout flat horizontal spinning thing right yeah. assuming a curse flywheel is horizontally rotating like like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a gyroscope if you were to look down at it from the top and you've got 12 o'clock... Hang on, hang on. Curves flywheels rotate horizontally. I thought well, they were well, vertically. Well, we, this is what we're trying to establish. Uh-huh. But assuming it was rotating horizontally, if you look yeah. down from the top, you've got 12 o'clock, uh, 3 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 9 o'clock, right? Yeah. If you were to push it up at 6 o'clock, yeah. what would happen if it was rotating clockwise is that if you pushed it up, the six o'clock bit wouldn't go up, but the nine o'clock bit would go up. It takes about 90 degrees for it to react to that push. I, I, I have to challenge that. Well, because, I, because, sorry, because, because I'm interpreting that. Yeah, right, yeah, so yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, thank you, Zach. Yeah, uh, it's not that it takes 90 degrees, but the result is shown 90 degrees later in the rotation. That's correct. Is that what correct if, way of saying uh, it? If you've given up on this uh, and you'd like to just go to the website, there's a picture of quite an amusing dog oh. which you can look at for the next five minutes. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. But, so, I literally have no idea what so you're talking about. If you had a sorry, car with a, with a really the, 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 great curves flywheel... Let's take it back so to the base. So let me go let's back. Take... If it's nine o'clock, yeah. different things happen to if it's six o'clock in the evening. <laughs> or is it is it a.m., p.m.? Or what about 1,800 hours? I don't know. I do understand that. So, yeah. so Basically, you put a force onto the rotating disc, but by the time that force sort of... Has, 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 it, the disc has already moved past. No, no, no. No, not that. Oh, God. That's the wrong way to think that's me misleading oh, you. Oh, no. Yeah. But, no. Well, that make, renders all of how-to invalid. <laughs> if you've misled me, I mean, you've misled literally millions of people <laughs> on national television. I hope you feel pretty proud of yourself. Well, <laughs> we can't pretend to explain why this happened, because, because we don't know. Neither, neither of us no. uh, knows why it happens, because we don't understand it. We, we, but, but, but if but, you but, two but we don't do know that it happens, literally it no happened. one understands <laughs> no, it. I mean, my God, even Adrian Newey may be finding this slightly puzzling. <laughs> what you need to know is that... Need to know whatever. It, it's, no, well, it has become what, a need you know, now. I won't be able to sleep tonight. The point is that if you've got what is basically a big, heavy gyroscope in your car, it doesn't really matter where you put it or 
how you orient it, doesn't matter where the axis is, yeah. it is going to have an effect on the handling of the car. And secondly, mm. because the amount of the sort of resistance that the gyroscope will have to any force that you put onto it, because, because the, the reaction is going to depend on how much energy is in the flywheel, is in the yeah. gyroscope, you know, because if it's not moving... There's, there's no gyroscopic effect. Yeah. Once it starts moving, you get a gyroscopic yeah, yeah. effect. Okay. No, no, so, and, uh, the faster it goes, the more of it you get. So, so the more energy you've got in your stored in your curve system, the more these forces are going to come into play. And so the handling of the car is going to change according to how much energy is stored in your curve system. It, makes it, it, very it, it just seems to be opening up an awful lot of potential for complicating the way that a car handles, quite possibly turning one way more easily than another. Or What so about, you know, in a lot of car engines, three-cylinder engines particularly, yeah. the counter-rotating shaft. Well, this is exactly ah, we were thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we thought, we, can you have two? Could you have one above the other? One above the other. Each half the mass. It's a picture of a spaniel, by the way, just in case you. It's got very funny ears. Sorry, go on. Each half the mass of a larger flywheel, one yep. flywheel on mm. top of the other, counter rotating like a. That would work. Like a helicopter like a from the massive 1930s. Kinetic hamburger. That's a sort of. I like a. Yes. Sort of. Yeah. Would that work? Would that? I don't, well, I don't, I don't think know. it I mean, would. I, I, oh, God. I think Could I, we try some of this? Possibly using one of our cars and, <laughs> actually, no, and no, some yeah. sun umbrellas or something. No, no, you're right. This is absolutely crying out for somebody to or go out and get... Wheel. We want to get a couple of gyroscopes, a toy car, some gaffer tape. We can do this. We can do we this. We can do this. We can, and, and we're going to do it before the next show. We, we're going to have yeah. to now. Yeah. And we'll turn it into a bit of video. You've been listening to Gareth Jones on Speed, home of ridiculous ideas. We've got to do this now. We have, we? yeah. Oh, God. I thought I'd left all that stuff I'm busy behind next week. Let's it's see. <laughs> also, I value my eyes. Come on, it's going to be fun. We're, hey, let's make it out of Lego. Hey, let's. let's. Oh, God. <laughs> do you know what? Yeah, We've just accidentally video, found so. a perfect way to introduce the song for this show. There's a song? There's a song. I've written and recorded a oh, song. What's it about, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I just thought we were all going to burst into song there. Let's do the show right here. Pick up in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it had occurred to me. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. Actually, no need for that. The, the song I've written is in the style of the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band, or the Bonzo Dog Band, as they were known later in time. The, the glory that was Neil Innes and Vivian Stanchel, late Larry Smith and others, a band I grew up listening to but made no sense in the 1960s and the 70s and this is my interpretation of what they might do if they were to write a song about a car. Of course this isn't the Bonzos, this is the Gonzo God Hoo-Ha Band Good, you like that? You like that? Thank, you. Yeah, thank you very much. And the song is Monster Car. Say goodbye boys Goodbye. Goodbye <laughs> Professor was working in his garage, forcing an unholy marriage, when something made of Morris Minor bits emerged, smoking from the pits. It was a monster car, made for almost no cash. It was a monster car. He called it Sid. 
Yes, I know it's an unusual name for a car, but McLaren built a mule called Albert once, so you really shouldn't be surprised, old chap. It grew to monster proportions in a very short time Looked a little like an Allegro estate but washed in slime This car-shaped beer moth was the oiliest ever seen Lubricated by the fluids from its mechanical spleen <laughs> He built a monster car It was a monster car <laughs> Well... Actually, it wasn't that big a monster, really. It only had a six-cylinder engine, although, of course, you can fit the old Buick V8 into a modest minor if you really want to, darling. Do you really want to, darling? Oh, this monster car was big and scary. It had back leather seats and the dash was hairy. But the scrapyards and the panic, it was a bit of a hit. And if it had had an egg, I'm pretty sure the doctor would have put a bone through it. If all the monsters in the English countryside could put their monstering behind them, then boarding schools in this land that is rural could be English again, that'd be a fine thing. The Queen, she liked English car, you know, then built Rolls Royce, or even had a reliant. Phil had a design my own Makes you proud to be German, doesn't it? Here he comes! Send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site or follow us on Twitter, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed!